Cotney Attorneys and Consultants is dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal, business, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cotney. Hi, welcome everybody to another episode of Law & Mortar. Glad to have everybody here. I'm your host today, John Kenny. Uh, Trent is on assignment traveling over the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, Chicago NRCA meetings and out in Western States for their board meetings. So today... I have my special guest, Whitney Beasley, joining us. Whitney, how are you today? Hey, I'm glad to, uh, glad to join in. Excited to be a part of Law & Mortar. Yeah, we got, to, as always, Law & Mortar is always busy, a lot of things going on. Um, just to kind of update everybody on the, uh, you know, the ETS that we're all watching out there. Um, as of the taping of this, it has still been upheld and it's being challenged. So uh, Trent is traveling, talk to him. Um, we're kind of on a, this is, you know, be, get, just like you said in the last one, stay prepared, keep your eyes out. And as things change, we'll keep you updated, but that's about all we can add on that. There's not a whole lot uh, happening there other than challenges. So a couple big things in the news, uh, infrastructure bill finally passed through Congress signed by the president, getting signed by the president, ready to kick it out there. So what does that really all mean? That means we've got the uh, huge amount of money coming in over the next so many years uh, for infrastructure, which does not only include roads um, and bridges and uh, storage and water and all the good things. There's going to be money in there also for the uh, uh, you know the kind of construction vertical, not just horizontal construction. So it's going to be both. So really, um, we need it. There's no doubt about it. It's good to upgrade our stuff, but. I think one thing we got to look at, it's going to put even a bigger strain on the already non-existent labor force that is out there in the construction industry. Um, you know, we're going to have more work available, shovels in the ground, and there's going to be greater competition among different trades for getting people to do that. Um, Whitney, I know on this one, I know you've uh, talked to some of our clients and you've been talking to people in uh, both HVAC, roofing, uh, general contracting. How are they uh, reacting to what, what we're hearing out there, which is finally going through? Really, the question is, like, how is it going to affect your business? And so that's something that we're all watching and staying tuned for is how is that going to affect the contractor? How does that affect your day to day? Um, it's going to be really important to to make sure that we're monitoring the effects and, and what that means for for each individual. So, I mean, the questions are there. That's that's what we're hearing. And, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to stay on top of it and, and keep our keep informed. Yeah, I think, uh, I think definitely labor, you know, it's going to be, it's like anything else. You're going to have these projects. So this is not a stimulus. Uh, I've heard some people confused on that. Absolutely not. These are, are the way you used to go around and see the, you know, your uh, federal dollars at work. That's what you're going to see on all the job sites in different areas. Um, it's definitely funded, um, shovel-ready projects. But um, we have a strained labor force. So it's, it's going to be interesting as which project moves ahead and where people go. Um other thing we uh, talked about, it came out on the news, I thought was uh, released from the government. So we all know about inflation. It's definitely putting a strain. I do not see the supply chain improving anytime soon. I've talked to different manufacturers uh, here U.S. and worldwide, and they don't see that changing. So on top of all that, um, inflation is going up, gas prices are soaring, supply chain's not there, can't get materials. We heard enough of that. I'm going to move beyond that. But what did we hear in, I believe it was the month of September, the greatest amount of people left the workforce ever. Um, I think it was somewhere around 5 million. 
uh, people. Is that correct? I believe that's yeah, the, the great resignation in massive amount. Great resignation. So that that's an interesting topic. Um, you know what what's really going on with that? Uh, you know, Whitney, I know you're you've gotten some uh, information on this. So I'm going to kick this to you and, and see what uh, you've heard on it so far. Yeah. So there's a lot of different elements to this, um, to, to why that's happening. Uh, you know, it's coming in the midst of the, uh, towards the end of the pandemic or so we hope. Um, and so part of that is coming from work flexibility. Uh, you're, have, you're seeing employers are, are trying to push people back to work and people aren't wanting to um, as far as working remote. Um, so you've got the, the issue here of working remote versus some companies are trying to go ahead and make that something that is uh, partly in, partly out, uh, trying to make that flexibility. Um, so that's what it leads to is job flexibility. And if these employers are willing to, to give that to the, the employee. Um, the other thing is retirement. There is a, a massive amount of population that was retiring, coming to retirement age, um, and that was exiting the workforce altogether. Um, and then that has comes back to the other of, of the job situation where a lot of people who were taking care of their children um, that were not able to, to manage a job where if during um, whether a daycare or schools were closed um, and were decided just to leave the workforce altogether. So there's, there's a couple different elements here. Flexibility is number one though, for sure. Um, if employers were not willing to, to take that into consideration and, and allow the employee to, to have a more workable, workable flexible schedule, then you're just seeing altogether a mass exit um, and job career changes. There are a lot of job career changes. And I think, uh, you know, looking into this a little deeper, I, I've got some feedback from uh, on the labor, you know, labor front, um, economists, experts, I agree, reti retirement's a portion of it. And you're absolutely correct. It is the flexibility, the demands of the worker, um, what they're willing to do. I don't think this is any, this is my opinion um, based upon what I, I do not believe this is any longer based upon whether or not you're collecting unemployment or not collecting unemployment. This is people that had a job. They're not leaving a job to go collect a check from the government. They're either going to try their own entrepreneurship or they're retiring because they have the money saved up and they don't want any part of it, or they're not willing to work at the job they worked at before, plain and simple. So I think what we're looking at with all of this is this is probably, you know, something we need to plan for as, as contractors and business owners. This isn't going to go away. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to have a great uh, resignation every month, but set, this is probably the greatest power switch uh, back to the worker in this country that we've seen since the uh, early 1900s with the union movements. So not saying we're unionizing, please don't, let me clarify that. I don't want to get emails saying that I'm promoting unionism. That's not what we're doing. But what's happening is it, the power's in the, the workers' hands right now. So what does that mean for us, um, <clears throat> the clients we work with um, that are in our industry, right? What that means is you've got to think outside the box. Let me give you an example. I was reading an article the other day, uh, truck driving industry, we all know they're looking for 30% more, they're 30% down minimum drivers all over the place. So they're starting people driving trucks at $70,000, $80,000 a year with $15,000 sign-on bonuses. So I'm not saying that's your answer, but if you are a contractor and your minimum starting wage is way below that, you have to expect that you're not going to get the talent brought in that you want. So you got to be creative. Um, I know we'll, we'll uh, be talking about that in later episodes and what we can do for training 
onboarding and all the, all kinds of great things coming up. But I think that pretty much sums that part of it up for the best we got right now. So Whitney, <clears throat> I know you're attuned here. What we got coming up at Cotney, kind of give our listeners a little quick look ahead of what we know. We told you Trent's traveling for two weeks out there. What else we got coming on? So we've got some um, exciting stuff as we come into the holidays. Obviously, next week uh, is uh, Thanksgiving. So this week, Cotney actually has a volunteering event at Metropolitan Ministries. We're going to be bringing our staff out there to volunteer to help the homeless in in Tampa Bay. So we are excited about that. Um, Coming up, though, for everyone else, though, we are looking at um, we're going to have some big sales happening on the, on Black Friday. We're going to have a Black Friday sale uh, on Shop Cotney, and we're also going to have a Cyber Monday sale. So we're excited to release those. Um, I don't know if you, I know you guys mentioned it on the last one, but we did finish our estimating series um, for Shop Cotney. So we've got all estimating, uh, whole campaign running where you're going to go ahead and find all of your estimating services that you need um, for every training that's possible is, is out right now on Shop Cotney. Um, and then we're preparing for IRE. IRE is going to be a big one coming up in February. Um, we've got a, a we're working on our booth, um, but also John will be speaking um, with Jill Bloom um, and doing some exciting uh, industry uh, results as well. So we're looking forward to all of that coming up in the in the near future. Yeah, we got uh, some busy times out there. Definitely want to check out the Shop Cotney for the training. Um, you know, I've just have completed a project management series coming out. So that's in production now. Um, and we're going to move on to a lot of other aspects of the industry job. We're also, uh, you know, not all roofers on here listening. We have a wide variety. Um, met with the HVAC Association. So we've got some estimating training coming out for them and more developing into that. And I will lead you to one big one. We're going to be definitely looking into uh, helping you with some of these workforce issues or training coming out in the first quarter of next year. So I think we, we've covered all that. Now, this is without a doubt our favorite time. So today, Whitney's our guest. So I've kicked the uh, question of the day, question of the week over to Whitney. So Whitney, um, out of your pile of questions, if you pick one out and kind of kick out there, we'll see what we got from our viewers. I did. I, I just pulled one out. It seems appropriate to what we're talking about today too. So that works really well. And it's from Brad. And the question of the day is, how do I attract and retain my workers? So I think this is a very hot topic, especially to what we're, we're talking about today, John. Um, yeah. And and it really hits home to what a lot of contractors are feeling with the labor shortage and, and what do I do, especially as we just said, the great resignation is happening across the board. How do I keep my employees? Um, and so do you want to jump into it? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give it a go. Um, Brad, it's a great question. Glad you sent it in. Um, so, you know, always talking to different contractors around the country, they're all seen as the same problem, which we faced for a long time. You get a worker, you know, do I train a worker? Do they leave anyway? So you got to train. That's number one. You have to offer some sort of a career path. You got to hire by the, you know, hire by their abilities of, of a person, right? Um, where they're at in their moralities and their, you know, fit your company's, um, you know, goals and vision and mission that that's that's a little different then you train them for the positions you want to hire you have to do that you've got to invest in training regardless what it is even if it's a receptionist or up to somebody that's handling you know your warehouse people from the feedback that i'm getting and whitney i'm going to kick this to you in a second here 
because I know you've got some feedback. But what I'm hearing is, especially with the baby boomers and that jumping out, you've got to attract the millennials. And now, um, the, you know, the generation after that and their their biggest feedback is I don't feel I'm being trained. I don't feel that I have a career path. I don't feel there's anywhere for me to go. And really, that's up to you as the business owner to try to create that um, pathway. It may not always be there, but honesty is always the best policy to let someone know where they can go. And, you know, that's how I see it. How do you see it, Whitney? I think so many of us can relate to that where you've been in inserted into a position where you had bare minimum training and you just kind of jumped into it. And, and I understand what that feeling is like. I think it's a very relatable thing, but in order to, uh, to get to where we need to be in the industry, we need to start with training that comes from promoting from within. Um, that is huge for our new generation as well. Being able to know that your, your, your company is looking first, um, at your existing, uh, staff in order to try to build from there. And that's, that's number one. So um, I think training comes into play where you understand wh- what do I need to do to get to the next level and how do I do that? And a lot of times your superiors just don't have the bandwidth to give you that training. So I think now more than ever, it's, it's, it's here to talk about how do we get more training? Um, and especially when you're talking hands-on. So using other resources to, to get the training um, being able to send your people to where they want to be. Also, you mean, listen to them, I send out surveys, find out, Hey, is it, what are you wanting to expand on? Do you need some leadership growth? Are you looking for sales training? Are you looking for hands-on training? What might that be? Um, one way to find out what your employees might be looking for is to send out a survey, um, or just have in your one-on-ones ask the question. And that's what, that's what the younger generation is wanting to be asked. Like, what, what do I need it? And then you to be able to give those resources, um, in your area, or maybe sending them somewhere in order to to get that that training and, and to be able to boost people up from within. So um, training is a huge hot topic, even if it's hands-on bringing your field employees um, inside the company, maybe that's a great career-wise when you're talking, uh, moving up to an estimator role or project management, all that kind of thing is, is giving a career path and showing them the training that they need to get there. Yeah, great points. And, I, and the only thing I'll, I'll add into that is, uh, you know, Brad asked about the recruiting end of it. Use your training as a recruitment tool. So if you're going, you know, out to, you want to get through a, a high school or college or just open job fair or however you're recruiting, or if you're recruiting on the internet, whatever your methods are that work well for you, you want to brag about the fact that you've got this training and career path and really, you know, do a video, do a video on, on this whole entire career path that you have laid out. You don't have to get specific but show the people coming in that they're not stuck where they're at. If they, they're willing, you want to hire the best team and you're willing to train the best team. And, and I think that that's where it's at right now. And the only thing I'll add to that is show off your technology. Obviously this generation is all about technology. Show off what you're using. How are you getting there? You know, be show off your cutting edge tools that you're doing. Um, and then obviously we already hit on it before John, but job flexibility and benefits offering, yeah. keeping those things out there. Um, making sure that that you're you're giving them the flexibility that you can um, in order to promote, you know, what the industry is looking for. Agreed. Well, I think what we've covered today is again the world stays complicated, but we're always trying to get it in an open discussion to make it a little bit easier. So once again, Brad, thanks for sending the question in. We really enjoy that from our viewers. We got a pile of them. We always like to get through. Um, we answer Mother Nat. So if you need to get a hold of me for any reason. 
Uh, you can get me at jkenny at cottonycl.com. And Whitney is our guest. How do they get a hold of you if they'd like to talk to you? You can reach me at wbeasley at cottonyconsulting.com. Very good. Well, it's very nice to have had you here today, Whitney. I appreciate it. And once again, we're at a close for another episode of Law & Mortar. And I want to thank our audience for joining us. We have made us the number one podcast in the Construction Law uh, podcast. And thank you again. Talk to you later. Thanks.